Hi guys, welcome back to the Freedom Podcast. Katie and Alexis are here for another episode and we're stoked as always. Hey guys. (laughs) Today we're asking a great question. We want to talk about, will I go to heaven? And I think a lot of the times people, I know mostly non-believers, think that being a good person is enough to be able to make it to heaven. Um, But the thing is, is that even though being a good person is great, there definitely are certain requirements that God has and certain standards that God has for us to go to heaven. And um, he wants everyone there with him, which is so amazing. He gives us so many opportunities. But I was sitting and thinking about this the other day, and um, I actually had a conversation with someone who mentioned that they're like, I'm a good person. Like I deserve to go to heaven because someone was telling them like, Hey, you're not going to go to heaven if you don't, you know, like go to church or all these things, They put all these stipulations on. And I think that's a big misconception that just because I go to church that I'll go to heaven, or if I'm a good person, I'll go to heaven. But really there, God has certain requirements for us to go to heaven. And I was chatting with my dad the other day. And I said, the thing that's so amazing about God is that because he wants so many of us to go, he gives us so many opportunities. Mm. And it really is so simple. Um, what we have to do is we just have to confess that Jesus is Lord and that he died on the cross for our sins and that we believe with our hearts that he forgives our sins and that we can live in eternity with him. Mm-hmm. It's so simple that people want to do more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think yeah, I, for sure. I'm even guilty of that too. Um, yeah. I, I what, what would you say? I, I yeah. don't know. I'm guilty of trying to always do more. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, if you think about it, so you think about if there is a list of kind of a check, like a checklist that we have to do in order to get to heaven, that's a lot easier for us to think about like as a, as a concept because we're so yeah. used to having like very, especially in the American society of, um, you know, just being driven and like the American dream and entrepreneur, yeah. like all of these, especially here in, you know, the past like 10 years or so where millennials, it's like every millennial has a small business and every millennial is kind of calling the shots, doing what they want to do. And so we we almost feel comfortable with having a checklist in order to be able to go to heaven. But the thing is, Jesus turned that really upside down when the Pharisees were, you know, essentially, essentially they were the most most quote religious individuals of that time, but their hearts were far from God um, Mm -hmm. because they were placing the, the emphasis on works and on showing others how amazing and religious they were, but truly their hearts were not in the right place. And so I think it's almost easier to think about like, oh, I just have to be a good person in order to go to heaven instead of "Mm, actually you have to surrender your life to Jesus. Now, is that, you know, we think about it conceptually, we think, oh man, that's kind of scary. And I think that's why a lot of times people do not want to like really come to the realization or even like talk about that fact, because that's a scary thing that you have to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And Lord means he's the Lord of your life. So that's going to affect every decision that you make in your life and and maybe where you live, what job you have, who you marry, what you want to do. You, know, you can't just live 
kind of this free for all life if you accept mm-hmm. Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Um, and if you accept him as your Lord and Savior, that means that like you're surrendering your life to him. Um, and so that actually is more difficult than a checklist because yeah. it's not this clear like, okay, step-by-step process. Here's a manual on how to get to heaven. It's like mm-hmm. actually you're surrender your heart. And um, it's it's a lot more vague in terms of like we we can't fully grasp um, Jesus. Like we can't fully our human minds cannot fully understand what it means mm-hmm. for Jesus to come and save us. In terms of like it doesn't really make sense because we. It, I mean, it makes sense. Like you think about it. Okay, that that does make sense. But in terms of like grasping, like yeah, the brevity of that and just how much it means, it's hard for us humans to understand that. Whereas if we default to kind of this checklist of religious activity, that's easier easier for us to to understand and like conceptualize. I think if that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> oh yeah, no, a hundred percent. And yeah. I think that an issue that is often seen in the church is that it's more of a works base mm-hmm. versus a faith base. And I notice that even in churches growing up, and I think a lot of people who have grown up in churches will say the same thing. Um, that it seemed at times that even with people who were leaders of churches, that it was all about actions, action, actions. Mm -hmm. And like, look at me being so holy, or I don't wear certain clothes or say certain things or, you know, but it's really Mm -hmm. all about the heart and God desires to, like you said, to be the Lord of our lives. So Mm -hmm. surrender. And the thing that I always think about is that when, uh, Christ was on the cross and, um, it was, uh, uh, sorry, I just forgot who was next to him. Oh my gosh, who he forgave right yeah, on the cross. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, I'm literally blanking. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so <laughs> there, Christ was on the cross, and there was someone next to him who was a horrible person because you only were crucified when you like did very bad things. Um, except for Christ. Um, so did he, he murder someone? Or yeah, was, he was like I a murderer. So he, or he, he yeah, did, yeah, yeah, bad bad things and. Um, he basically asked Christ to be in heaven with, heaven with him that day that he died. And the Lord said, you will be in heaven with me today. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't live a life that was quote unquote Christian. He mm-hmm. was probably someone, he was horrible. And then when you look at the Pharisees, they lived, well, mm-hmm. they seemed to live these lives that were so perfect and so holy because they were making sacrifices and they were, you know, giving to the church and doing all these things, but their hearts were dead, mm-hmm. essentially. And, you know, all the sinner on the cross, all he did was that day, he believed that Christ died for his sins that day because he was literally right next to him on the cross mm-hmm. and he got me in heaven for eternity. Right. Um, the requirements really are so simple, but God does want to take over our lives and he does want to have complete authority. Um, And I think it's hard in this day and age too, because most people do identify as Christian, but they don't actually know what that means. Mm -hmm. And they don't know the requirements of getting to heaven. Um, And, and, and when you do surrender your life, God does start taking over and start changing. It's nothing by your own works that can Mm -hmm. change your heart at all. You know, I thought that was just important to note that it's not, works that it is definitely, you know, faith. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a hundred percent. And going off by what you said, actually, Jeremiah 17, 
This is um, verse nine. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? And so many times in the word, it talks about how deceitful our own hearts are and how we don't even understand our motivation. Like we can't even fully grasp the motivation of our heart. So how can we fully understand like where someone else, someone else's heart is. And so it's, we tend to kind of compartmentalize Christians or individuals into good like categories. Like, Oh, they're such a good Christian. Oh, they're not so good. And it's like, that's extremely judgmental. We do not know even our own heart. So we can't know the heart of someone else. And the thing about you know, thinking about, okay, it's not by works that we're saved. We're so easily wanting to demonstrate not so much even to God, but to other people. Like we get in this loop of like, mm-hmm. check off the boxes and like, yes. look how good I am as a Christian. But yeah. in reality, God is like, no, 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 no. You're missing the point. It's, yeah. it's, it's surrendering your life to the Lord. Um, and <clears throat> so I think what you said just about the fact that it truly is by faith and that takes a surrendering and a in something that cannot come from someone else it's god that works on someone's heart and you know even for our listeners if if you're i think this is something important to talk about too it's like if you're frustrated maybe that someone that you're friends with or someone that you I mean, even, you know, your spouse or your family or your friends, if you feel like their hearts are hardened to God, it's God can work through us. Absolutely. But it truly is God who's going to be doing the softening of the heart. It's not by our works or by our truly our efforts. Now, of course, there's things we we are told to do as believers, um, but that is comes from the love that we get from the Lord in a relationship with him, then we can um, love others in that way. So it, it's it's not our works and our grind and our determination that <laughs> that lead to the salvation of others. It's yeah. God who changes hearts. It's not us. And that yeah. takes pressure off of us too as humans, um, yeah. that we are not the ones who save others. It's God who saves who saves individuals. And he can absolutely, we can be a vessel for the Lord, but we're not the ones who are going to, you know, we come up with this phrase and we will change yeah. their mind. Um, maybe my words will reach someone's heart, but it's God who's yeah. who's using me as a vessel to reach that person, not by my own might. Yeah. And it's definitely the Holy, the Holy Spirit moving yes. and working. And, you know, when you witness to people, well, when you were talking, I was thinking about um, <laughs> sometimes like when I'm like, I may feel like God is like, okay, you should, you know, like witness to this person or yeah. like a topic comes up or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I get really nervous, but then I, I'm quick to forget that it has nothing to do with the words that are about to come mm-hmm. out of my mouth. Like if God is pushing you to witness to someone, it's probably because he's already working on their spirit and it's going to be him. And he's just using you to, you know, relay his message, which is, which is good to think about because sometimes it is nerve wracking, like witnessing, bringing up God. And I, now I kind of just bring it up in casual conversation. Mm -hmm. Somehow I've learned how to like work it in and not be so like formal. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, But yeah, so I did, I loved, we wrote down questions like we always do every Mm -hmm. week and, um, 
a couple topics that I loved, um, Katie brought up talking about the difference between the Hollywood version of heaven and hell. And I think mm-hmm. that with more, um, recently, um, I'm sure some of you saw the little Nas, mm-hmm. um, shoes, obviously they got canceled. Thank God. But, um, he, the whole music video, I didn't watch, obviously. I just, I just saw clips like of pictures and stuff. And he was, you know, with the devil and he made it seem like, you know, he took over the devil and then he became the devil or something like that from the mm-hmm. summaries that I've heard. Um, and it, it was almost like this glorification of the devil and hell and all of these things. And so many people were on board with it, which was very like mind blowing to me that people weren't alarmed. But at the same time, I mean, living in this day and age, it's not super surprising either. Um, but the thing is about like the version of hell or heaven that you have in your mind, especially I'm, I guess, talking about more hell um, mm-hmm. specifically right now is that it is not this fun party. And I think Christians know this, but non-believers, if we have non-believers listening, um, it's not this party of where I get to do whatever I want and just live in like, you know, Vegas, like for eternity. It literally, like the Lord talks about, it is complete torture. And when I think about it, I think more of like, um, like mental health is always the way that I go. Like mm-hmm. I like depression, anxiety, um, living in constant fear and constant torture from within, not necessarily always on the outside. Um, So it's just, it's just something that I think people don't, especially Hollywood in particular, um, there's a lot of shows that are involved like with the devil and hell and things like that. And they paint this picture as if it's a place that anyone wants to go. And it's not like we should really understand that it is not, a joke. Um, mm-hmm. and that when you die, cause 10 out of 10 people die, you are mm-hmm. going to go to heaven or you're going to go to hell. And so I think that's why this topic was really important to me because people just don't understand more. So non-believers, obviously that you don't want to go to hell. You want to live in eternity with Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I just wanted to make a note on that because yeah. uh, I was thinking about it. And it was just actually really like disheartening to see that mm-hmm. and then to see all these people support like that shoe and all these things and what it represents. I think so. I think that's what it was more so for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would love to know your thoughts on, yeah, you know. Oh, absolutely. I, You know, one of the important things to remember is that Satan is the God of this world. And Hollywood truly is a vessel that Satan can use to make very contradictory things to the word um, popular and attractive because any chance he gets, I mean, that is his playground. He wants to make hell look like a party. He wants Mm -hmm. to make his kingdom look like the best thing. He wants to make whatever it may be, sin look enticing. And yeah. he is the God of this world. And so I think, you know, when we see things like that, like the little, little, I don't even know how to say it, little Nas. Yeah, little Nas, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Nas, Nas, I don't even know. Um, when we see things like that, it shouldn't be shocking to us because he's not a believer. And yeah. actually, I was just listening to JP's um, podcast and he was talking about cancel culture and this whole 
shoe and everything. And he said, you know, as believers, we shouldn't be surprised when yeah. someone who is a non-believer does mm-hmm. something like that. Like it shouldn't yeah. shock us. And so yeah. we should approach the situation with the gospel and say, hey, yeah. do you realize that actually what they're talking about is hell? And in the word, it talks about a fiery furnace um, anxiousness, mm-hmm. anxiety, like the, the worst anxiety, separation. I mean, I picture hell as probably like isolation yeah. and anxiousness and fire and torture. And it talks about gnashing of teeth. So gnashing of teeth, like I think about when I kind of side note, when I am like have high anxiety, I grind my teeth at night. And I think Mm -hmm. about like how much that like causes me a headache and causes me pain. It's like gnashing of teeth. It's like, I don't know. I think about that, like grinding my teeth at night and just how anxious I am or like if I am having anxiety and just how like unsettled I feel and lack of peace and separation from joy, Mm -hmm. from God and light and joy. Um, okay, that is real. And so approaching the situation and saying, there's a better way. Did you know that Jesus came to the earth to die for all of that sin and all of that, all of the bad stuff that we've done as individuals? Like none of us are better than another in, in the eyes of, in the eyes of the Lord. Like we all are sinners. We all fall short. And so, wow. Do you realize the good news that you can have eternal life? Like you, anyone, anyone listening, doesn't matter if you're little, little nah, like if he's listening yeah. to this, which I, highly <laughs> is, but like, like he's listening, like Jesus loves you. Like Jesus yeah. loves him. Yeah. Jesus wants, wants his soul in eternity. Um, and you know, we, I think a lot of times are so quick to then cast aside people, which yes. I absolutely, you know, have, I think in the church seen this and we, and probably done it myself. I mean, you know, where we look at oh, someone yeah. and we say, well, they're, they are too far gone. They could, yep. you know, whoop, well, give up on them, you know, type of yep. thing. But it's like, no, like think about the individuals in the Bible who some of the biggest just I guess you could say like the most, like the worst of the worst that we would say, right? Mm-hmm. Became some of the most influential people for the gospel, even, you know, thinking about the Apostle Paul yeah. and how he persecuted Christians. So think about someone in today's society who persecutes Christians, kills Christians, um, murders people, um, you know, whatever it may be. Doesn't matter their past, like they could, if they hear the gospel and God softens their heart, they could become a force for, for the Lord and be even more of a testimony. And so, you know, taking that situation, it's like, okay, hell is real. Heaven is real. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about Jesus and bringing it back to the, bringing it back to Jesus, I think is super important. And also remembering too, like Hollywood, they are trying to, I mean, it's the devil. It's not they, we're not talking about people, but you know, because in Ephesians it talks about wrestling against, you know, it, we're wrestling against um, spirits and and powers of the unseen world. We're not re- we're not wrestling against people, but Satan wants to use Hollywood to popular popularize things like hell, like debauchery, like um, you know your will and 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 um, sin, make it look attractive to win souls. Yeah. So how can we fight that with the truth? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we I feel like we often talk about kind of like, or not often, but once in a while talk about celebrities in Hollywood and seeing how like unhappy these people are um, when they have everything. And that was um, our last podcast was Mm -hmm. talking about contentment. And um, yeah, the thing is, is that like 
Christ literally, like no one is too far gone to go to heaven. It like literally there's nothing that you can do that will separate you from mm-hmm. God's love. But the thing that does separate you from for eternity is not accepting him as your Lord and savior. And like Christ really does desire for every single one of us to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also a requirement for our salvation and that requirement mm-hmm. is blood for our sins. Mm-hmm. And in the old covenant, um, which I'm sure a lot of you guys are familiar with the old covenant and new covenant, but with the old covenant, we had to make animal sacrifices to basically wash away our sins. And then um, like, only priests could go into um, the, what was it called? Was it the tabernacle or I can't remember what the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. The tabernacle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it was like one time a year and there was all these rules and rituals and mm-hmm. all these things that they had to do because Christ is so holy and we are so unholy. So he cannot mm. mix with unholiness. So that's why good people don't fit the requirement of going to heaven, unfortunately, because we have to pay a payment for our sins. And no person, I don't care who you are, can say, I've never hated someone, lusted after someone, lied, stole something. Like you, everyone has done something, maybe not all of those things, but mm-hmm. you've done something that has now taken you off the list of heaven, which I mean, we can never be on it without Christ anyway. Right. But um, in the new covenant, that's why. He, um, God sent his son because the payment for sin is so high that the animal sacrifices weren't cutting it anymore. So God didn't see that covenant as good anymore. So that's why he sent his son to die for our sins. And he fulfilled the new covenant. And one verse that I like love, um, so it's, uh, Hebrews nine 14. I've been going through Hebrews and I, I love that book, but, Mm. um, He says, with his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves, he entered the most holy place once for all time and secured our redemption for forever. Um, And I was just like this, I just to think about that and to think about the sacrifice that God gave for every single person where even the people who he knew were going to reject him and hate him, he still died for them. Mm -hmm. But now it's just our choice to whether we accept this gift. That's a free gift that we can't do anything for. We just accept this free gift. And that's the only requirement God has Mm -hmm. for us to go to heaven, accept me as your Lord and savior, and you will be in heaven. Like the requirements are so low. Like you don't even have to be a good person. Obviously God will change you and make you into Mm -hmm. a new creation. But like every time I think about that and think about, it's not about all the things that I am doing and checking off the boxes. I'm like, oh wow, Lord. Like it's so humbling Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's about Christ. And it's so easy to make your faith about you. And I'm Mm. so guilty of this all the time. Like sometimes even just seeking the Lord just to, um, not that he doesn't want you to give your worries and concerns to him, but sometimes only going to God to like, to get something from him. Um, I definitely fall guilty in the sense of not necessarily like, um, like going and asking God for like financial blessings or things like that, but more so not seeking God just to know him more. I fall guilty of that often. Um, yeah. And so I, I think that the thing that is so beautiful and so humbling is just realizing that like God only wants you and he wants to be in relation with you. And that's literally it. If you never do one good thing in your entire life, like that is the mm-hmm. one thing that you can do. Yeah. And from that, like being in relationship with God, if it's truly if we truly accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, then works will come from that. Yeah. Will come from that place. You will be changed. Like 
Paul talks about the transfer or renewal of your mind day by day transformation, um, and that will happen from that pl- from that posture. And I yeah. think a lot of times we get it switched. We think like, yeah. oh, I have to be a good person, and yeah. then I can go to church. Yeah. I have to be a good person, then I can read my Bible. Yeah. And Jesus is like, no, 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 no. No, yeah. you accept me as your Lord and Savior. You're not a good person. Like none of yeah. us are good. You never will be. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there's definitely we can have a changed life and we can demonstrate yeah. the fruits of the Spirit more. We can walk in love. If we're walking by the Spirit, if we have the Holy Spirit within us, if we walk by the Spirit, that will be evident to others. And so that's what that's what we're talking about when it comes to like, you know, you'll exemplify the fruit of the spirit and you'll be a true follower of Christ. Like it will be evident. Um, You know, we're, we're identified by our fruit. So we'll be showing the fruit of the spirit. We'll be demonstrating that love to others. We'll be demonstrating that love with, in our walk with, with God, but it's not, okay, demonstrate these things and then accept Jesus or or, then I can go to church or then I can, you know, it's like, no, 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 no. Accept. Jesus, ask for forgiveness of your sins, repent, ask for, you know, ask for forgiveness of your sins, repent, turn to God and he will make you into a new creation. And so that's where, yeah, like you said, we think, okay, well, I have to be a good enough person and we can never be good enough. We can never be good enough without Jesus. Yeah. Jesus makes us requirements. Exactly. Because yeah. yeah. even you think about the Old Testament, all of these laws. I was just reading through um, Leviticus this morning, and it was talking about <laughs> it was talking about like, do not do this, 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 this. Like it's yeah. the, this list and what you have to do if you do it, and all these things. And it's like yeah. the law that was laid out to mm-hmm. demonstrate how it's impossible yes. to meet the requirements of the law without yeah. a perfect sacrifice. Yeah. And the only perfect sacrifice is Jesus Christ. And so praise God that he came and died for our sins. So we no longer have to atone for our sins with all of these things. We we have the blood of Jesus Christ um, that, you know, it's, it's like, wow, think about how simplified that is. And I think about, I'm like, I am so glad I have Jesus in my life because yeah. I don't have to have shame or guilt. I can yeah. turn to him and, and, you know, we still slip up. We still make mistakes. We still sin and we can turn to Jesus and ask for forgiveness of our sins and repent and turn from our ways. He asked for that. You know, he asked for us to, you know, he doesn't say just keep living in your sinful ways. And especially in Romans, you know, it talks about, I love Romans so much. Um, but Paul is just talking about like, does it mean that when we're saved, we can just continue doing our, you know, mm-hmm. our living this, this sinful mm-hmm. life? No, like renewal of our minds day by day, transformation. Yeah. Um, but it, but we'll, we still will sin. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, where's your heart at? Yeah. A thousand percent. And like, I, I think I deal with this a lot less, um, than I did like more, I don't know, I guess a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. where I would like slip up and fall into, mm-hmm. just, you know, old sins and things like that. And I would be so slow to return back mm-hmm. to God because of the guilt and things that I was feeling. Right. Whereas now, like I've made it a point to be very quick to repent or to mm-hmm. um, talk to someone about issues that I'm dealing with or something like that, because mm-hmm. the quicker that I can repent and get back to my relationship, with God, usually I'm going to stumble a lot less. Cause like for me, it would be like, okay, when I was more so 
like I was stumbling more often. So then what was happening is that I was spending less and less time with God because I was feeling bad about dealing with, you know, the same issue over and over mm-hmm. and over again or whatever it is. And now I'm very, very quick. And I usually on days or whatever, if I'm having just a rough day or just, you know, dealing with certain thoughts and things like that, I just try to spend more time in the word. Um, and knowing that like, as soon as I repent, God's like, okay, done, cleaned, done. Like you're forgiven for those things. Not that it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I can keep on sinning and going and living Mm -hmm. that life. Like you said, but it's getting quickly back Mm -hmm. in relationship with God so that I can stay in his will. And Mm -hmm. I'll like, not necessarily not stumble, but just stumble less because Mm -hmm. I'm not excluding myself from. So I think that's really important for anyone. If you do um, just feel like, oh, I'm like so often stumbling, like, and I Mm -hmm. I can't go to God until I get it figured out. Like, that's not true because one, like a lot of the times our willpower alone can only get us so far. And that's not really what God wants from us anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he does want us to surrender and he does want to transform us. And that's what the Holy Spirit, why we're so fortunate to have the Holy Spirit is because when the Holy Spirit is residing in you, you'll get those feelings of, um, you know, conviction and things like that based off of things that you, you know, probably shouldn't be doing. Mm -hmm. Um, But God is so amazing where he's like, no, I want to be in relation with you. And he's like, but when the Holy spirit is working in you, you're going to stay in my will. Yes. We'll stumble and things like that, but that's the only reason it's not by our own works at all. Um, it's Christ living in us, which is awesome because then I'm like, okay, I don't have to do this by myself. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So much to pressure on ourselves sometimes to, to earn it. And like you said, we can't, it's only with Jesus. And, and we, I think too, you know, we going back to culture and going back to kind of the pressures of society and how there's a lot of just common thought of like, you can basically like manifest your own, (laughs) whatever. Um, like you can be, the everything basically, or like yeah, self, yeah. self actualization. Oh my gosh, I can't say that word. <laughs> actualization. Thank you. Yes. Um, it's oh, it's say that five times. Gosh. <laughs> um, but this, you know, this like very popular concept of self, this self, that, like self help. And yes, the thing yes. is, like, why are there thousands of self help books? And yeah, why? do people continue to search? Because we can't help ourselves. We can't fully really, you know, it's like without a savior, we are pretty hopeless. And yeah. so we're trying yeah. to, if our if our sin comes from ourselves and how we're slipping up and how we continue to fall into these traps of, you know, temptation and sin and not living a life we want to live, how can the solution come from ourselves as well? Yeah. You know, yeah. if our heart is deceitful and sinful, how will that be our solution? Um, you know, with like power of positive thinking and, you know, and I'm not saying that there's not you know, there definitely is something to your absolutely your thoughts and your thought yeah. patterns and yeah. positivity and that sort of thing. Yes, but it's not from our own will. It's from going to God and Him changing us from the inside, like from our soul out. Like it's yeah. not for through the Holy Spirit. Like it's from the Holy Spirit. It's not from this continual. Okay, today is the day. You know, where I'm going to help myself and I'm going to finally break free from this, you know, whatever it is. It's like, "Mm, 
you'll always come up short. You'll always come up short. And, um, you know, this, this common, as, as I just talked about too, you know, I said self-help, but like self-love and self this and self-care and, you know, not that these things are bad, like self-care and, you know, that sort of thing, but it becomes like we're idolizing ourselves. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be like a good topic to talk about. Um, yeah, because it's so true, but like how, how awesome is it knowing that you don't have to do it yourself? Mm. It's like the uh, burden is like lifted off your shoulders. I don't, I'm not good enough to do this and understanding it's not like that, like not in a, I'm not good enough in a way where you hate yourself. I don't mean it by that, No, you know, in that way, but just like knowing that like I, nothing good truly can flow from me. Um, you know, it, there's always going to be a selfish motive or something like that when I'm not living in the spirit. So I think that's like, it's just, I don't know. It's comforting for me to know that I don't have to do the work myself. Right. It's not about me, um, which is great. I think, um, well, as we're wrapping up, I wanted to challenge you guys to talk to someone who is a non-believer, whether it's a friend or something like that, and mm-hmm. ask them, if they're positive that they're going to heaven, I think Mm -hmm. it's something that we need to start talking about more. I know that sometimes it can be uncomfortable, but if you are someone who's a believer and you do know the requirements of going to heaven, like ask people around you, because I know Mm -hmm. that I want my friends with me in heaven and I want Mm -hmm. people that I love in heaven, whether they're non-believers or not, but they have to be believers in order to get to heaven. That Mm -hmm. is the requirement Mm -hmm. that Christ has set. Um, We can't change it. I didn't make it. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I I know I like to hear it. Um, but I think it's a good question to ask people around you and, um, awesome. Are you positive? Do you really know? Yeah. And I love JP always asks that question from one to 10 or something like Mm -hmm. how certain are you that you're going to go to heaven? And like, you know, you can't like, I always laugh when he's like, someone's like a three or a six or something like that. I'm like, sweet, that's uncertainty because it's not 10. So I was like, wait, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, and that's an opportunity to then share the gospel and just share about Jesus and um, talk about why you're sure you're going to heaven. Or if you, you know, or if someone's listening and they're not sure, um, you know, then that's a good opportunity to pull out the word and read about, um, you know, what Jesus says about heaven and eternity. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yes. Um, well, we love you guys so much. Thanks for tuning in for another episode. Um, Yeah, we will talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,